So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. Glad that you guys are here. This is uh, Brandon Heath, his song, Give Me Your Eyes. So I figure we can listen to this for a minute while I get an opportunity to share this out. And you guys can share this out as well. Um, and then we have, we have a couple of stories we're going to do. And then an awesome interview with Pastor Casper McLeod that we did at the Prophecy Conference. So there you go. Ah, I like the hair. It's kind of straight, isn't it? You see how long my hair is? <laughs> it is super long. People don't realize how long it is because it's so curly most of the time. Yeah, I'm just kind of messing with it. As I, one of my besties told me, you should flatten your hair once in a while. Oh, cool. All right. All right, let me uh, take a minute to share this out. You listen to it, Brandon. I'm going to go ahead. Does the best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Here we go Too ashamed to tell his wife He's out of work He's buying time All those people Going somewhere Why have I never cared Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 All right. All right. Thank you for letting me do that. Yeah, we are. <clears throat> and thank you for that super heart, buddy. I really appreciate it. That was so nice of you to do. Uh, and thank you, everybody, wherever you're at. If you're on Facebook, on the replay, <laughs> if you're on YouTube, thank you for watching over there. I know some of you actually watch over there. I just don't get, I just can't have so many things open there. All right. So obviously you guys know, I'm going to shut this off here. Just, I'm, gonna, I'm shutting off my headset. There we go. Um, a lot of you guys know, of course, most of us know, especially if you're over on Periscope, which I should say hi to everybody, uh, that over the weekend, uh, President George H.W. Bush died. He passed away at, what was it? 90, what, how old was he? 94 years old, I believe is what I read and saw. And if you're on Periscope, there's <laughs> ABC News is, is right now doing his actual uh, live coverage of his body um, there in, in D.C. And apparently America uh, has uh, declared three days of mourning because of the passing of, of uh, the president. <clears throat> Try not to get emotional, but you you guys know me, right? So... Anyway, I, you know, I was just going to share a couple of things with you. Um, because why not? Sharing is caring, right? So President George W. H. W. Bush, you know, was the very first president that I actually voted for. Um, and if you're in my age group, 50-ish, yes, I can say it now. <laughs> uh, you know, either you voted against him or you, you voted for him, but... Um, you know, he was a real interesting uh, man, you know, and, you know, I wanted to read you something that uh, Stephen Black 
a friend of ours, and he's been a guest on our show. He actually uh, highlighted some some uh, thing, and of course, you know, I want to try to avoid the controversy, you know, with George H.W. Bush being part of the Illuminati or, you know, Skull and Bones or, you know, all that stuff. Because um, ultimately, yeah, this is what I look at. Ultimately, we don't ultimately know his heart. None of us know each other's heart anyway. Um, but the fact is, is he was a good president. And I don't think that he got the credit due him during his life. And I have to actually tell you that I loved his wife, Barbara Bush. I thought she was like the coolest first lady ever. And in fact, I remember uh, they were in an interview one time and uh, she made a joke and a self-effacing joke about about her looks because you know, she didn't necessarily have the, the typical, I'm not even sure how to say it, but you know, you know, like the Barbie doll look, not like, not like the current first lady or the last one did either, but I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, her critics, that's what they would attack her look. Yeah. They couldn't attack her character. No. And you know, the thing is, I thought Barbara Bush was beautiful. I, I, first of all, she, I loved her. She was like my favorite first lady ever, at least in my lifetime. <clears throat> uh, Laura Bush, I loved too. But, um, but anyway, so, um, but anyway, I remember uh, Barbara Bush, who apparently died like seven months ago. She, she, she basically, I remember watching her on an interview with, um, somebody, I don't know who it was, but they were talking, uh, she was talking about how she told her son, George, you know, that anything that you don't want, you know, splashed over the front page of a newspaper, just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. You know, I mean, they were, they were a uh, high people of integrity and in terms of, you know, morals, I mean, I'm not going to get political, but we don't have to, um, you know, we, we don't have to go very far <laughs> in the world of presidents to actually look at some of the infidelity and, you know, stuff like that. So just saying. Um, anyway, Stephen Black, he actually posted this on his Facebook, so I want to read it. <clears throat> he wrote, uh, and all... In all the reviews of the accomplishments and great attributes of President George H.W. Bush, this one really spoke to my heart. Um, if you want to know someone's heart, you have to know what breaks it. Uh, George H.W. Bush. And it says here, beautifully sensitive human heart from George H.W. Bush, uh, President of the United States, number 41. <clears throat> and first of all, wouldn't you agree that if you want to know what breaks somebody's heart, you know, that, that tells you a lot about a person. I, you know, I, I would agree with that. So the above quote was President Bush's response after reading a letter he wrote to his mother about his three-year-old daughter, Robin, dying. This was during an interview with John Meacham. So what breaks your heart? Do people know you? Uh, and he said, failing at extreme tests, failing at knowing God's will in the midst of the test of my faith, like in the death of my adult child, th this breaks my heart, actually. Um, actually, Stephen Black wrote that because Stephen Black lost an adult child. Anyway, Stephen Black writes, this breaks my heart, continues to break my heart every day, like just like President Bush. This kind of breaking changes you till the day you die. It never stops and something only a few know about. There is an extreme test in forgiving the lack of understanding in Christians who have not a clue in this suffering. So this is the words of Stephen Black, actually. Disloyalty and lack of faithfulness in a relationship, the willingness to compromise and give way to such characterlessness, this really breaks my heart. Betrayal and backbiting, fighting, finding out you cannot trust certain Christians anymore, you expect this type of behavior from unbelievers, but when pride, posturing, and posing in Christians' souls sets in and allows for lying, betrayal, and backbiting, this really breaks my heart with great suffering. This seems to be done with great ease today. All compromise and the disgusting tolerance of evil and wickedness while judging righteous men and women who abhor evil, there is great compromise in this area in the church. Um, this really breaks my heart. 
So the question is, what, what breaks your heart? Uh, do people really know you? And again, the quote from George H.W. Bush is, if you want to know someone's heart, you have to know what breaks it. So, um, so that's just something to think about. You know, him and his wife, Barbara, have been, um, as you guys know, they were, they were the longest married couple in America, president and president first lady in American history over 70 years. I'm 50. So that tells you something. I mean, over 70 years, this couple has been married. Uh, and that alone without infidelity is a miracle. And the fact that they served America and numerous other different places as far as, um, you know, in public service, numerous people in their family, um, you know, it says a lot about them. And yet, you know, it's interesting, George H.W. Bush talked about a, wanting a kinder and gentler America way back in the 80s when he was voted in as president. Man, you know, at 94 years old, can you imagine how he must have felt at the public discourse of today? And not just in the world, but honestly in the church, if you think about it. Um, tomorrow, one of the things I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about Lauren Daigle and her, um, her the reported news. Actually, I, I listened to the interview from Lauren, her promotion of homosexuality in the church through her music. Um, she has crossed over apparently into, uh, you know, she's kind of getting over there, but but here's a Christian pop star who has like number one hits in Christian music who's who is denying homosexuality is a sin or lying about it, right? And yet the fallout from that, we're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. But I look at that and I think, well, what what breaks your heart? I, you know, I responded to my friend Stephen, who's been on our show in the comments here. And I told him, and I mean this too, honestly, the thing that breaks, one of the things that <clears throat> breaks my heart the most, honestly, and it may surprise you, it may surprise you, um, is my sin. My sin breaks my heart. When I, when I know that I do something willingly to, you know, to succumb to a fleshly desire of any type or, um, or anything like conscience wise that the Holy Spirit wouldn't be approving of, I know that that breaks God's heart, but I, you know, but being a human, you know, that's the thing. And I think honestly, you guys, that, that, and I'm not saying I'm mature by any stretch because you guys know me, <laughs> not completely, but I will say that I think spiritual maturity is evident the more that you are convicted of your sin. And, you know, the longer you've been a Christian, hopefully the more convicted you are of your sin. Um, as at least that's been my experience in the 35, six years I've been a believer, you know. Um, but so I, I, I think it's nice. I think it's fitting that our country is honoring President Bush. And um, if I had cable TV or something, I'd probably be watching it. Uh, but, you know, honor, honor the flag. If you have a flag, lower it, you know, this is the president. Um, and it's really kind of the beginning of the end of a dynasty, really, you know, I mean, it's the patriarch of a dynasty kind of, you know, going out. So anyway, so that's my thoughts on that. Um, and maybe later we can go ahead and, you know, talk about it more later. I wanted to share with you guys too, also a couple of different things. Um, uh, I didn't update my text message list, but over the weekend I shared with you that one of my friends has stage four lung cancer. She was rushed to the hospital. Um, I think it was, um, Friday night, but via ambulance, via ambulance. And, um, I found out she's okay. She's still in the hospital. She didn't die, but she was continued to be blacking out. Uh, from chemo. Her name is Karen. So if you guys want to keep her in prayer, um, I'd appreciate it. Her birthday's like tomorrow. I think she's going to be 55 tomorrow. I played her um, testimony earlier, like around Thanksgiving. That was her. So um, it just, that's kind of an update on Karen in case you missed that. Um, also, as far as the legal shield and ID shield, 
front, I gotta share with you this this breach. Some of you already know this, but in case you have not heard the latest news about Marriott and the data breach, um, this is huge. This is mega huge. In fact, the, every report I've read is basically saying that this Marriott data breach, which was open for four years before it was discovered, is the second largest data breach in the history of data breaches. So I want to read you a little bit from this article over on the Mercury News. It's titled, Risks from Stolen Marriott Data, Espionage, ID Theft, Home Burglaries, right? You don't hear that every day, affecting more than 500 million people. It's one of the biggest data breaches on record. It says here, the data stolen from the Marriott Hotel Empire in a massive breach is so rich and specific, it could be used for espionage, identity theft, reputational attacks, and even home burglaries. Security experts are saying this. A hacker stole data on as many as 500 million guests of former Starwood chain properties over four years, including credit card and passport numbers, birth dates, phone numbers, and hotel arrival and departure dates. It's one of the biggest data breaches on record. By comparison, last year's, last year's Equifax hack affected more than 145 million people. A target breach in 2013 affected more than 41 million payment cards and exposed contact information for more than 60 million customers. But the target here, um, hotels were high stakes, business deals, romantic trysts, and espionage. Our daily currency make the data gathered especially sensitive. Uh, Jesse Versalone, a University of Maryland cybersecurity expert, said the affected reservation system could be extremely enticing to nation state spies interested in the travels of military and senior government officials. There are just so many things you can extrapolate from people staying at hotels. And because the data included reservations for future stays along with home addresses, burglars could learn when someone wouldn't be home, said Scott uh, Grissom of Legal Shield, provider of legal services. The affected hotel brands were operated by Starwood before it was acquired by Marriott in 2016. They included W Hotels, St. Regis, Sheraton, Weston, Element, Aloft, the Luxury Collection, La Meridian, and Four Points. Starwood branded timeshare properties were also affected and none of the Marriott branded chains were threatened, which is good. That, that, at least that part's good. Email notifications for those who may have been affected began rolling out on Friday and the full scope of the breach was not immediately clear. Um, anyway, it goes on to say a little bit more, but the reason I'm sharing this with you, obviously you guys know why I'm sharing it with you, is because if for no other reason to get identity theft protection, these breaches keep happening. And, you know, one of, to me, it's, it's a no-brainer to protect your identity, to, to have it monitored, because that's what you're doing. You're, when you sign up for ID Shield, you're having, your, your identity, you're having all your stuff monitored. You're having your passport monitored. You're having your driver's license. You're having your social media. You're having all of that stuff monitored. And for only $9.95 a month, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a no brainer, you guys. And so I want to urge you because in a sense, I'm your watchman on the wall, although I'm a girl, um, to like tell you, look, this stuff keeps happening. And even if you didn't stay in one of those things, the Equifax breach probably has your stuff and that was breached. And, and I can just tell you that in the six months I've had this, I have been notified numerous times of stuff of mine that's been breached and I would not know it otherwise. Um, so let me just, you know, just throw that out there to you and, you know, and just tell you, look, um, I'm telling you this again. If you haven't signed up yet for ID Shield, individual membership is $9.95 a month. Family membership, two, two parents or you and your um, domestic partner, and anybody under 18, up to eight children, dependents, is covered under the family plan for $24.95. It's a no-brainer. Um, some of you guys, actually a lot of you already have it. But those of you who don't, consider it. Because, I don't know about you, I feel totally more secure knowing that my stuff's being monitored. And I got a $5 million uh, service guarantee. And that something does happen, somebody gets my stuff, then guess what? All I do is tap the button on my app 
call up Krill, which is the, the privacy people that take care of it, and they deal with it. I don't even have to deal with it. Um, and you get ID Shield Vault as your password vault manager on top of it for $9.95 a month. It's a no-brainer. Um, so that's your public service announcement for that. Get in touch with me after the show if you want to sign up. Um, and also I got to tell you, I want to thank all of you. I can't remember if I did, but I want to thank all of you guys who helped me, uh, get my, win the contest that I was in last, last month for uh, legal shield. There's another one this month and I'm working on doing the same thing. So if you'd like to learn more about legal shield and let me send you a video, uh, that tells you a little bit more. All you got to do is click the video, start watching it and hopefully finish watching it because it's really interesting actually. Um, but I'd love to do that too and put you, put you in as somebody who, you know, shows some interest in, in what we do because it's a win-win for everybody. Um, just, you know, hit me and hit, 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 hit me up after that. Yeah. And if you guys are associates, just throwing this out to some of you, cause I got like three of you here. Um, if you're an associate this week, this month's, um, uh, core, contest if, if you put in your 20 contacts you will be able to be on a call with the president of legal shield who's jeff bell and also brian carruthers who's the top seller in like in legal shield now, i don't know about you but i want to be on that call because <laughs> these guys are the two top guys uh and all you gotta do is get 20 people to look at the video it's not very hard most of you have more than 20 people in your social media uh, so I would encourage you to, you know, say, Hey, boo, you know, Hey boo, can you, you know, <laughs> can you check out this video for me and introduce them to the opportunity because it's there and it's, it's well worth, you know, not only your prospects time, but your time. And if you do that, you're guaranteed to be on a call with the CEO of legal shield. So that's kind of cool. Um, in my opinion, right, right. Okay. Is that it bareface as far as what I have here? Uh, I suppose so. Okay. So then here's the thing. Last, it, it was in October. <laughs> okay. Last night I was at Awana and I just had the children's jokes pop into my head. So, uh, yeah. So last night I was at Awana and, and little Peyton, he asked me, he says, Miss Stacy, do you like water? And I said, yeah, actually, cause I, I had my water with me. I said, yeah, I actually love water. He's like, well, then you already like me because I'm made up 70% of water. I'm like, okay. And then another child who shall rename nameless because he went on to tell me, he said, Stacy, I said, what? <laughs> and he, remember, these are eight, nine-year-olds. Uh, he says to me, have you seen the, the, the film tra the the new film trailer for the movie Constipation, and I said, no, and and he's and he it was a boy, he said, well, it hasn't come out yet. That was for free, people. This is when I get to deal with that church. Yeah, I know it was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, this is what I learned at church. <laughs> Anyway, so in October, the reason I brought that up is because I said last month la to last night to the kids referring to October and they corrected me and said last month was November. This is December. So anyway, so in October, when I went to uh, the um, prophecy conference, I had an opportunity to sit down with Pastor Casper McLeod and uh, he is a, an amazing guy. He's very well known. Um, all over the world, and he he has a divine healing ministry, and he really talks and promotes health. Uh, and so this is about a half-hour interview, and we want to just play it straight for you, and I hope you enjoy it, because um, last year, he w I asked him like five times. I know, don't you love those Awana quick kids? Yeah, well, I asked him like five times last year, and I couldn't get him to sit still. This year, we got him for about a half-hour, so... Uh, so I hope you guys sit back and enjoy this, this interview. It's really, really interesting. And, um, and then after that, we'll give you a couple of closing com comments too. So there you go, Bearface. All right. Hey, everybody. We're starting to wake up here today. Yeah, we are. All right. Now we have Pastor Casper. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Probably saying that out loud 10 times fast. 
We could always go with Reverend. Reverend. I like the pastor. Pastor Casper. Well, Reverend is actually in the Holy Scriptures. So we'll go with pastor, which is in the Scriptures. That's important. Yeah. Okay. McLeod. <laughs> All right. I know some of my, you guys don't know who he is, but he's super cool. He really is. Last year I met him, but I wasn't able to snag him for an interview. This year he was so nice. He let me talk to him. So tell everybody a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Well, How great you, you are. That's a rather um, difficult jumping point. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm great at all. Um, I know. I, you know, I, I serve the one who is the greatest of them all. And, and so and I was serving the Lord Jesus Christ and he is with Messiah Yeshua. Um, I, I did have a career as a um, secular musician at one point and on a major label and all that changed the day um, I surrendered my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. my, my mentor was a Christian musician named Phil Keggy who led me into salvation and uh, basically been in ministry ever since. That's very cool. So I, I know Sherry. Yeah. His niece. Yeah. I've met her as well. We've done some interviews in the past. Yeah. yeah. Actually, he's got two Sherry's for nieces. Uh -huh. One's the musician that right. people know about, the other one's not. She just got married. Did you know that? I'm not kept up with her for the last year or two, but yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Lovely, I, lovely woman. She is. And she just turned 50. Ah. Well, I would never ask her age. <laughs> oh, anyway, so you actually, you know, one of the things I know you for is you're almost every week, you're live streaming your church service. We are. On Facebook. Yes, the Upper Room Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell people about that, because if you want to hear messages that are not the fluffy baloney that you get in most churches today. Casper is your guy, just saying. Well, I, I've been working with Ali Malzuli for quite a few years, and um, he asked me to write for his magazine some years ago when he started out with politics, prophecy, and the supernatural. And mm -hmm. So we write an article, and I thought, good question, be, what do you want me to write about? And Ali, with his humor, said, anything to do with politics, prophecy, and the supernatural. So naturally, that I like got a whole holy guidebook to the supernatural to work with. Uh, so I've been doing that ever since, and we've done on a countless conferences together at this point. In fact, we're doing another one um, in another week or so in, in Georgia together. Mm -hmm. That's nice. And I wrote my last book on masking the future because um, a couple of years ago, LA and I were going to um, do a conference, and I showed this pastor one of the watches, which I've been telling him about, you know, for ages. Most pastors, sadly, you can't have an intelligent conversation about the sort of things that we talk about here with Prophecy Watchers. Um, we're, we're coming right out of the scriptures, right? So mm -hmm. I, I, I showed him some of the, the, the footage of Watchers. He got really excited because you've got to come to my church and do this. And then within 24 hours, I got a letter because he talked to his um, board of directors, which I like to refer to as the religious council. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they sent me a nice letter with 12 reasons why we could never let you and Mazzoli come and do a conference like this in our state. Um, and I looked at the letter. So I wrote back a very pastoral letter. And then I wrote one that I really wanted to send, <laughs> which became the basis for the book, which I showed that everything these people said um, sounds religious, it sounds pious, and it all goes against the word of God. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we went to Richard Shaw uh, lent me some photographs as well that's in, in the book. And we talked about the implants and the UFO phenomenon, all the things that the church needs to know about. So um, people coming to the upper room fellowship.org, um, we, we are going after all of it, you know, going after how do we get people healed? It's mm -hmm. been a lot of the basis of the book I wrote on what was I thinking. Uh -huh. um, we, we're seeing, you know, like, for example, people entertaining an ungodly thought, like um, bitterness. People get upset with somebody and they're, they're holding on to their entertaining, ungodly thinking. Mm -hmm. So these conferences, I, I've been sharing how to take your thoughts captive because I find most churches uh, sadly have not taught how to do that. So we, we've done that several times in the presentations I've given here. I've, I've had uh, people count backwards from 99 out loud. And then I have them try to say the ABC simultaneously. Go ahead and try it. I'll wait. 
So you can't do it. You can't do it. Isn't it? It's great news. That means you cannot entertain an unholy thought and a holy thought at the same time. You get to choose this day who you're going to serve, right? Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Otherwise, you're deceiving yourselves. That's right. That's amen. You know what? That when I did therapy, I don't do it now. But when I did, uh, cognitive cognitive mm-hmm. cogb was my mm-hmm. my modality. Primarily because of that, because of the whole science of neuroplasticity and right. how our brains are rewired and everything, and the the very way that you can actually rewire your thinking, it goes back to Romans twelve two, which is my Absolutely. my life verse. Because um, as you know where it says to not be conformed to this world to be, but to be continually transformed by the renewing of your mind. There in that Greek, that word continually means just that, continually. It can be doing it over and over and over again. Once you do that, then you can get that that thought. It also tells us that you, so, your, your, your spirit and flesh can get dirty, right? That's why people <clears> take a shower. It smells like a good idea. Mm-hmm. And, and, but your spirit can get dirty oh, yeah. when we entertain ungodly thinking. And so we got like 70,000 you know, thoughts a day. How many people have taken each one of those captive according to 2 Corinthians 10.5? I mean, the church, for the most part, doesn't know how to do this because I, I know from the evidence I'm seeing that people coming to me for ministry day after day. Um, so we've got, we've got to get that word out. And, and we're talking about these. Um, I've done, dealt with people that have you know, been uh, claimed to be abducted by the extraterrestrial thing and... Uh, mm-hmm. These, again, these, these are demonic entities, and it, it, it's, the evidence is overwhelming. This is the same thing repackaged again yeah. for the end times. I remember reading a book by Dave Hunt mm-hmm. back in the, I was in England. People back hate in the him. 80s. Yeah. I but, like him, but... But he him. was right on. He, he was right on. A, yeah. a lot of people hated him because yeah. he was so anti-psychology, but I have a master's in clinical psych, mm-hmm. and I'm like... You go, guy, because you should be anti-psychology. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was a, it was a wonderful, it was peace, prosperity, and the coming Holocaust. Uh-huh. It, it, you know, it was life-changing for me. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, was, I was riding around the tubes in, in London, and, and, and he was talking about, you know, this um, phenomena that was happening with this guy, Benjamin Karam, um, that was promoting this Indian guy that was supposed to be the, the Messiah's coming this summer. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he appeared for the press and then disappeared just like a demon could. Yeah, um, that's crazy. It's the same stuff. You've got the, the, the angelic uh, stories in, in, in the scriptures. The, the good angel comes to get Peter out of prison. Mm-hmm. Supernaturally, the chains get up. Peter, put your things on. We're going, right? And, mm-hmm. and he gets out. He, he thinks he's having a vision. And then all of a sudden, he realizes you know, he's there. And Rhoda gets a name written in the scriptures. He knocks on the door. And they're in there praying for him to be released because he's about to be, you know, slaughtered by Herod. And uh, it's the same thing in the reverse, right? The, the ungodly angels are doing that sort of same trickery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I have a unique perspective because I interview all the speakers. Mm-hmm. But none of you guys know what the other guy's saying. Yeah. But the theme, he does. The theme is all the same. You know what the biggest theme this year has been? Beguiled. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft, essentially. And yeah. deception in the church. And, you know, I was telling somebody uh, about about that and how basically, you know, you can, you know, people gather their teachers to themselves. It's within the church. And you can actually go and listen to somebody and never hear about Jesus at all. You know, and that's what's very subtle about it. You know, when you don't mention Jesus or his blood or what he did, you know, Christless Christianity is no Christianity at all. Well, we, we've got a wide divide happening every day. We've got the seeker-friendly, superficial church mm-hmm. on one side, which Scripture tells us to be warned about. Yep. Tickled my ears stuff, right? And mm-hmm. we've got the supernatural church on the other end. Yep. And it's getting wider and wider every day. Yeah. I mean, you can grow a really big crowd if you just tell people what they want to hear instead of what they absolutely need to hear. <laughs> That's why our audience is so little. Because we don't do that. <laughs> well, if you want to you know, get a big crowd, you know, just uh, preach happiness. And if you want to do what God said, preach holiness. Amen. And that's what I love about some of your Facebook posts. You put that stuff up there, and when I see it, I share it. Because, you know, I want people to see it. We were at a house church right before we came here in Texas, because mm-hmm. we drove down from... Tennessee to Texas for my birthday and then here um, and at our house church my friend's house church um, 
this guy showed up, he wanted to give a praise report because apparently there was this couple that was completely barren. Uh, they were trying to do in, in vitro, vitro and all that and get pregnant. And this house church prayed for this woman and she's now pregnant with twins. Go figure. And everybody was like, you just the rejoicing in that room was awesome. The, the prayer is, is so powerful and people underestimate the power of prayer. And we serve an almighty God. And he said, I give, behold, you know, the judge, right? I give unto you power over all the works of the enemy. Nothing shall blame me to harm you. We need to walk in that power, his power. Yep. I mean, I couldn't heal a butterfly with a broken wing unless the Lord decides to do it through me. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen so many. I've seen blind people see again and deaf people hear I was back in England um, not that long ago. Yeah, I detect an accent. Yeah, and um, I was it was in a Church of England preaching. They invited me in, and, and uh, I, I started out in John fourteen twelve. This is greater thing shall you do. Well, how are you can do anything greater than Jesus did? I mean, you can't die for the sins of the world, but if we do what He's commanded, we do what He said to do. We'd all be seeing a greater. Um, Amounts of you know signs, wonders, healings, and miracles happening. Right. So at the end of my message, I, I don't know who's there. It's just a crowd of people. I don't know what their, their issues are. I'm standing there and I'm thinking, Lord, if I laid hands on people, I'll be here all night. So I'm just standing there, going, in the name of Jesus Christ and Israel, Messiah, Yeshua, deaf ears open, blind eyes see, disease disappear, and all that sort of thing. Well, a lady that had been deaf for 20 years, 20 years she'd been deaf. Instantly, at the name of Jesus, she gets her hear hearing back. I didn't even know about it at the end of the night. Um, uh, one of her, uh, her family came in. The daughter was about uh, you know, early 20s. She was weeping in my arms going, my mother's never heard my voice before tonight. Oh, yeah, that's going to make me cry. I cry at everything, just so you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> glory to God. He yeah. gets all the, I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know? I, it's just, it's and I think, you know, when you show up it's places, crazy. well, I find when I'm traveling, um, you know, the Lord said, go, don't take an extra cell phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't take an extra credit card, right? Um, <laughs> mobile phone. Um, right. If we just go and, and he, signs and wonders will follow those as we follow up to Christ. And I, I've seen extraordinary things happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, be because I believe they're not it. looking at me. They're looking to him. I'm just there representing him. But, and if you're a born-again right. spiritual believer, you're an ambassador to Christ. You represent the kingdom of God. An ambassador has got the entire kingdom behind him. The kingdom of God is behind you. We, you know, and then we got like, you know, for who, those who, the scripture says, for those that know to do good and don't do it. I mean, how many Christians are just Listen. going like, I well, see people go by, well, oh, I should pray for them. Oh, well, I don't want to embarrass myself with them. I got to tell you a story. You'll love no. this. Okay. I play pickleball. Do you know what that is? Pickleball? Yeah. No. Okay. It's, it's like tennis. Okay? okay. But it's not. It's, it's on a shorter court and, and all this other stuff. Anyway, there's a lady... Uh, she's in her 70s. She plays with us because we play like five days a week. And one day she walked in and she had um, a walker with her and she couldn't she couldn't mm -hmm. play. And I went up to her and said, well, what's the deal? You know, what's what happened? I don't know. I've just suddenly lost like 30 pounds and me and Joe are having this issue, blah, blah, blah. And so I said, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I said, I'll, I'll pray for you. Oh, okay. All right. I go home, turn on Periscope. There's a friend of mine. Her name's Tommy Norman. She, her whole ministry is about prayer and getting the church to actually pray for healing because it says that we can pray for healing. I have her on my show as a guest. Afterwards, we're talking. I told her the situation. She said to me lovingly, you need to go pray for that woman. I said, but I don't want to pray for her because I'm scared to. And she goes, and, but I thought, no, you're an older sister. I'm going to listen to you. I'll, I will respect what you just said. And the next, I promise you, next time I see her, I'll pray for her. So, and I don't know if this woman's a Christian. That's my, that was in my mm -hmm. mind, right? Because a lot, of, I live in Tennessee where people are Christian, but not really, <laughs> you know? So a week or two goes by and I'm like, Sharon's not here. Yes. And then one day I showed up and there she was. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, darn it. She's over there <laughs> across the way. I want to... <laughs> And so I said, all right, I'll go over and I'll ask her if I could pray for her. I don't know how I'm going to do this with 12 people surrounding her right now, but whatever, I'll go ahead and do it. And so I went and I sat down next to her. I said, hi, how are you doing? 
oh, I'm not doing so good. I go, oh, you know, well, you know, I think, do you mind if I pray for you? Oh, honey, I have no problem with that. I said, okay. I said, come here. So we got a little bit closer, and I prayed the prayer of whatever faith I had. Mm-hmm. I prayed for her, and she said, oh, thank you so much for that. That was good. And I said, well, and this is actually what I told her. I said, I believe God wants you healed. He does mm-hmm. not want you to be sick. Two days later, that was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Two days later on Monday, her husband, Joe, who always welcomes me by saying, shut up. Mm-hmm. When he walks in, he comes up to me. He said, he hugs me. Mm-hmm. I go, did Sharon tell you I prayed for her? He's like, yeah, she's walking and doing great. Without, I said, without the walker? And he's, he's like, yeah. And it was like a week later, she was playing again. And so I, yeah, and so I looked at that and, I, and it just made me laugh because I, you know, because I'm a chicken, let's just admit it. You know, I didn't want to be obedient, but God rewarded it. And these two people who I don't even know if they're believers, even to this day, uh, you know, have such a, a warmth and affection towards me. Not that they didn't before, but it's like they come up to me now and say, will you pray for me again? <laughs> oh, sure. Why not? So well, I think we make healing so much harder than... It has to be. And, I mean, getting saved, it's faith. Right. It's all faith. Getting healed is part of salvation. Right. It's all faith. Yep. I mean, okay, so, uh, you know, get it, but technically everything's going to go through your hypothalamus gland. It's it, the brain of the endocrine system. It's going to release, you know, the chemicals of probably uh, how you're dictating. That's why your thought life needs to go with the word of God. And, and right. so then healing will happen because you can release the right chemicals. In fact, you know this. So yeah. If um, people are stressing out what's happening, the, the, your kidneys and your heart are like a mini brain. So your kidneys, um, the left kidney, your right kidney, they, they can't devise a, a strategy. How are we going to move forward? We're stressing out. We don't know how to resolve the problems. There's so many problems in the world. Oh, whoa, what are we going to do? But if you go, it says right here, lean not on your own understanding, but trust the Lord. Right. And all this, and he'll acknowledge you, right? He'll he'll direct your steps, and then your your um, kidneys come up with a solution, and they release a chemical called DHEA, which is the molecule of joy. Mm-hmm. And then your heart is like a mini brain; it's got like forty thousand neurons in it, so that releases a chemical called ANF, which is very very good for you. You want that to happen, and just all the healing molecules are being released. It's extraordinary. I mean, the Lord is this this incredible design. We're fearfully, wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, I remember one of the things that you, you were talking about was the value of nutrition. And I want you to know, I don't know if you probably can't tell, but I've lost about 20 pounds since last year. And Randall and I have kind of decided we were going to go vegan, go start changing our diet okay. and stuff. Not because we hate animals, because I love animals. I love eating them and all that. But your witness at dinner, it was a witness. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that, then we'll wrap it up. Well, the main thing I have to say, and I've been saying this for years, it's not so much what you eat, it's what's eating you. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, True. I would rather eat an apple that's got a worm inside it than eat an apple that a worm could never possibly survive in. Gotcha. Okay? Mm-hmm. People came along, there's a spears of El Grito, right? If we can make food um, last longer and, and longer shelf life, we'll sell more products, sure. right? We got the GMO food thing going on. We know that's very, very bad, very harmful. It's not the way God created it to be. And now we got GMO churches as well, genetically modified organisms, right? Mm-hmm. The, Good point. You're seeker friendly. If, you, if this is your best life now, what's about the life to come? Yeah, that's scary. Right? I mean, but it's, it's a seductive spirit. It's a very seductive spirit. And it's the same thing in food. Um, they, they got excitotoxins in, in the, the food products. So, you know, it, it's firing off things that make you, but you can't eat one. That's why, because it, it's going to fire off neurons and it's going to, you know, destroy those neurons and synopsis because um, they're not supposed to be firing like that. But it makes you crave that, that product. Sugar in particular. Right. Yeah, sure. Like cocaine. Okay, so I have a doctor friend. I've got a lot of doctor friends. And uh, she showed me years ago. She's got a very expensive microscope somebody um, gifted her with. And you, you take a, a, a patient, you drop blood and show. She showed me under the microscope. Oh, it's, it's like a whole world, a little universe going on, a drop of blood. Mm-hmm. All these T cells running around. Then you give the patient a spoonful of sugar. 
wait five minutes, draw blood again, and all those T cells are kind of mobilized. They can't function. And so they're not going to be able to function for like six hours. That's problematic. Right. And most people are doing massive quantities of sugar. Yep. Oh, I know. And it's hard to cut sugar because it's in everything. You wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't know because you know. <laughs> yeah. Well. But yeah, it is, it is difficult. And I know for me, I, the, I, can, I totally feel tired after I eat it. I, well, I think lots of people do it, but they don't always make the connection. You know, why right. they got the blues, right? The sugar blues. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. no, I'm to- I, to- I totally make that connection. Yeah. Totally. And I tell people, actually, if you want to deal with your depression, get off your butt and walk. Cut sugar out of your diet. Those are the two things. I mean, big things. Well, well I don't just, feel like know, walking. And think about it. People didn't eat in, in, the, in the Bible. We look back at it. They didn't eat the way people eat. It, the, the American diet is called SAD, right? The standard American diet. Mm-hmm, right. But people didn't eat meat at every meal. They killed the fatty cow. It was a special occasion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Daniel diet. I mean, that's, that's a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables. Probably 80% of your diet should be made up of that. Right. Yeah, I agree. Very cool. And exercise, it doesn't say, you know, in the, this is a wee bit of exercise, it's profitable. People go, oh, I don't have to exercise. That's not what it's saying. Read that carefully. Yeah. You, you want to do something. You know, it's more important to exercise your spirituality. Mm-hmm. But yeah. take care of the holy temple. But I play pickleball five days a week. Well, so there you go. It's, it's super fun. It is so fun. Anyway, <laughs> that's what you need. You need a sport that's fun and not hard on your joints. Just so you know. Okay, so where can people find you and stuff? And you have a website for getting your books and stuff? Yeah. We don't have one of your books in here, but... Well, um, theupperroomfellowship.org would be a good place to start. It's got everything and all all the books and music CDs and all that stuff. It's all um, there. It's also on Amazon. Um, There's caspermcleodmusic.com. You'll find me. I'm easy to find. Yeah, you are. So, you stand out. Yeah, well, the red coats are coming back again. Are they? Yeah, actually, I, I real quickly tell you, I, I was sure. doing a conference in New York, mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I've got some... I actually have a red one out. Yeah, I, I've got <laughs> um, some friends, uh, like my friend Tommy James and Shondell wrote a bunch of you know, number one records around the world, and I, I sort of reconnected um, the last few years with some friends, Rick Derringer, um, who tried to get me to play with him in the 70s. So anyways, I, I flew in, Tommy and I write songs together. And in fact, he's got a song we wrote on uh, my all acoustic um, Pictures of Jesus record about the coming of, he's been a Christian longer than I have. So um, he got in the car after the recording session and I threw my coat in the, the back seat. And then there was this, um, you know, we were driving along and and the, the car engine, I thought the rental, I picked it up. I, I had to get right to the recording studio because the plane was delayed. And I thought the engine's really loud, but, you know, it was, it was functioning, so I kept going. So Tommy gets in the passenger side. I throw my coat in the big seat, and we're driving along. And he goes, this car, it, it's not shifting gears. You're going to blow the engine. So we get back to his place, and he has a chauffeur come out. who's a, um, a former New York police guy, and uh, Alex, and... and uh, you could see I'm on the phone with my British mannerisms. I'm not getting very far with the rental guys, you know. Right. And so he goes, let me have the phone. And, you know, somehow he manages to convince them to bring another car straight away. So now it's storming and it's raining and it's thundering and lightning. And so I grab my guitar and my suitcase out of the, the boot and, and they take the car off. It tows away and I realize I left my coat in there and I need that to you know, to do the conference, the presentations, because it was like a coat and tie thing. So I, I, you know, tried to call, and I guess call number five, you know, press number nine, press number seven, and they disconnect you, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked the, the um, someone at the, the hotel, the front desk, you know, where I could get a coat, and they sent me to a place, and, you know, it's like New York, so everything's $500. You want a glass of water? It's $500. Mm-hmm. So I, I ended up in this one shop, and, and they had this red coat, and the guy's looking around, you know, like New Yorkers do. He goes, 50 bucks out the door. <laughs> I went, done. <laughs> so that's why I'm wearing a red coat. Yeah. <laughs> My wife, of course, was upset that I lost a new coat. But uh, 
I like that though. That's mm. nice. Well, I, I, I wore it down to breakfast, and then Derek and Sharon Gilbert, you know, said, uh -huh. "You look good in red. You should wear that." You do. You look good. You look <laughs> great in red. Randall thinks so too. All right. Yeah. Well, it was really nice having this chat, and I uh, hope to see you all again another time. Mm -hmm. Until then, <laughs> I pray God's richest blessings on each one of you, and, and that if you need healing, I just pray right now that healing virtue be released from heaven. Uh, at the sound of our voices here, that, that we just believe the word of God, and, and there's power in the word of God. Um, life and death is in the word of God, so I just thank you, Father God, for your mercy and your grace and your love. To, to, to reach all these people that you know each hair of their head. And I thank you, Father God, that you know everything about them so that, that from the crown of their heads to the soles of feet, they'll be healed, they'll be restored, and they'll be in right relationship with you. They'd forgive anyone that's offended them as you for, forgave all those that have offended you. And I thank you, Lord, that you just bless them now with the blessings of Abraham. Amen and hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right, so that is uh, Pastor Casper McLeod. And wasn't that a good interview? I know he's very mild and meek and calm, cool, collected. Yeah, he is. Anyway, um, let me remind you his website, if you guys want to learn more about him, is theupperroomfellowship.org. That's one website you can go to. Or you can go to Casper McLeod Music. Dot com. You can go there and you can uh, learn more about him. He's on Facebook, actually, under his name, Casper uh, McLeod. You can actually follow him on Facebook as well and learn, you know, a little bit more about him. I'm glad you like that, Carmen. And I saw some questions or comments coming in during the show. Let's see here. I can go ahead and scroll back here. Melanie gave me a super heart. Thanks for that, Melanie. Um, Yes, G.H.W. Bush was a global New World Order elite God-hater, according to Salem. Well, we we don't know for sure, but anyway. Um, let's see here. I'm scrolling through. Every miracle Jesus did was by faith, says Gina. Vegan eat bacon. <laughs> you know, it is Hanukkah now. You do know that, right? And as a Jewish person, in part... <laughs> I actually have given up bacon for the most part. Uh, let's see here. Jesus walked everywhere he went, mostly exercise with Jesus while teaching. Great interview. Yes, Casper McLeod is actually an old musician. Um, he's not old, but, you know, he, what was he a musician with, Randall, you remember? I know you know that better than me. At least I um, think you do. Um, what band was he with? I don't recall. <sighs> Oh. I'd know it if I heard it, but it's probably on his website, CasperMcCloudMusic.com. It, it might be. Yeah. Well, hey, before this hour gets away, we need to thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. Usually, we have a Bible study that we introduce at the beginning of each month. I haven't gotten that yet, so in the meantime, you can still go over to our website and download the Saintology one if you didn't do that last month. Um, sorry about that, bare face. Oh. Uh, yeah, so you just go there, and any of the resources that we mentioned um, from Ariel Ministries, you know, you guys can save 20% when you use the Bible News coupon code, uh, so you can do that, and also I can tell you um, that Melanie was telling me that she got a 30% off coupon because she bought something from Ariel, so anyway... I, uh, I, um, you know, didn't know that they did that, but you know what? Hey, if you buy something from Ariel, you might get a bigger discount than ours <laughs> once in a while. So anyway, so don't forget to uh, support them. Also, if you want to be a pillar of our community by donating once a month to us, uh, then please donate via our website over there at BibleNewsRadio.com. We also have resources like, uh, we, we, we still have a number of these books available from Jack Langford, The Gospel of the Holocaust in Isaiah 53. Um, I guess, yeah, okay. It's right here. We're asking for a donation of $10 or more for this book, and I can send it to you personally. This is actually a very good book. Um, it's not, I mean, the cover is, eh, it's kind of an ugly book cover, but the contents are really good. And, um, 
So you can get that. Also, we have, let's see here. I think we still have a lot of the Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel by Doug Hersey. This is his first book. We got a lot of those. And I think we are asking for a $9 donation for that one uh, if you buy it through our website as well. Um, that is really cool. And I think we will be having some extra things as well in the future. Yeah, I do. Um, that was it. The other thing I wanted to say was, and I don't know if you guys saw this, maybe most of you did, but I wanted to share with you guys, um, that yesterday, uh, Cynthia Bazin, she ran her very first marathon and this morning she was on her scope talking about the lessons that she's learned, uh, from running her first marathon. And I really just want to encourage you to go check it out. It was really good. You know, Cynthia has been a good friend of ours for a while. And, um, I actually had the blessing of meeting her a couple of years ago in Par uh, at the Periscope, uh, summit in California. And, you know, she's a woman who loves the Lord, uh, and she actually is a good mentor and coach to so many people. Um, and you know what, she's got a humility about her that some people don't have. And, you know, I just want to congratulate her publicly for doing what she did for not only doing, you know, uh, you know, prepping and doing this marathon in front of everybody, but she raised close to $3,000. It might be that now. I don't know. I haven't seen the last total, but she raised almost $3,000 for, um, for the city of Folsom in their homeless project that she works as a, uh, she works as a mentor for the homeless there. Um, and so not only did she physically do it, but she, she raised thousands of dollars to help the homeless. And I think that's to be commended. And, uh, so if you guys haven't gone over to her website or tweeted her in any way, I would encourage you to say, Hey, Stacy said, I should say, Hey, congratulations. <laughs> I know some of you've already congratulated her, but that, that was pretty good. And it was pretty inspiring to me, um, what she did. And, and I just, you know, I just thought that was kind of cool. I don't know. Did you, what do you think Randall about what Cynthia did? Do you think that's awesome or what? Oh, totally. I mean, when I just, just the thought of it is just, uh, makes me tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm good to run a mile, let alone 26. Yeah. And it's, and she's mentioned a number of times that it's about mindset and it really is. Right. I mean, they're, um, you know, even back in the day in my youth and, uh, like junior high when I ran track then, you know, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed running the sprints, you know, 50 and the 100. I never could get my stride, stride in the 75. But anyway, but, you know, we all had to run the longer races too. Mm -hmm. Like like the 440, you know, the quarter mile and and or sometimes, you know, um, 1760, you know, which is a, you know, uh, which was actually... That actually is a mile, 1,760 yards. Anyway, but just a mile, I had to run those. And and I would be running, you know, third lap, and like, I'm going to die. I can't do this. I'm just, there's nothing. But, you know, if I was the pack, always the last, you know, 50 yards, 100, I could sprint. <laughs> I could, in line. And that tells me it is. It is about mindset. It was within me. I had the capability, I had the physical capability to, you know, there I could sprint. Maybe the whole time I could have kept a pace. And she mentioned that, that she kept a steady pace. That Well, one of the, one of the mind hacks that she talked about during the, during the 26.2 miles she ran was she was talking about how normally she runs about six miles a day. Um, and so what she did was she broke it up in her mind that, you know, she ran six miles and said, that's one. Uh, and then she ran another six miles and said, that's two. And, and she broke it up that way. And, and she also said she stayed away from some of the negative people who were kind of, oh, I can't do this. And, you know, they slowed down or whatever. Yeah. She talked about preparation. Anyway, I bring it up because. And one more thing, the motivation yeah. for yeah. why it, she ran, because it was a fundraising event. Yeah. 
Well, and not only that, but she just talked about how um, they were able to take a guy off the street and put him into right. the program. It's called Heart of Folsom. I'm, I was just trying to find how much they raised, but a I... Homeless Assistance Response Team, I think it is. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm on her Facebook. I'm trying to find how much they raised. But what, last time I looked, it was just under $3,000. But And that's amazing because a lot of people... And this 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 is inspiring. A lot of people... Put up little donations, like give give whatever donation to try to raise two hundred dollars or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> anyway, and um, it's funny. Uh, and and nobody donates, but the reason I think so many people were compelled to donate is because Cynthia really is somebody uh, who uh, you know who is. You know, she's not doing it for herself. She did actually a video too. She was talking about how, <laughs> how, um, uh, how she didn't get paid anything. And I, I had to comment and say, well, you didn't get paid financially, but you did get paid something. Cause, you know, it feels good to do something for other people. Um, you know, and all that. But she deserves, she deserves a pat on the back and, um, just for being, you know, a high woman of integrity. And she does what she says. She keeps her word and, um, you know, she's growing in her Christian faith. She's surrounding herself with good people and, um, you know, doing that. Yeah. No, I, I, Regina says, I've seen entire fundraisers that didn't raise that much at all. I didn't raise the 14, the, yeah, $1,400 I needed for, to cover our prophecy conference. I, I got about half of that. So just saying, you know, there's, it's, it's it just tell it just shows you what you know people do put their thing on there diane says like the hairdo gorgeous well thank you diane bareface isn't real fond of it but and i wasn't i wasn't really thrilled with it in the beginning but now i'm starting to get used to seeing myself with a little bit of straight hair um it's because of this here this this has a temperature that goes up to 450 degrees <laughs> so um yeah, that's what it takes to flatten my naturally curly hair. And it takes a little while to do it. So, but thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to give her a shout out and, uh, you know, and all that. And tonight, Bareface and I are going to dance some more. We're going to go ahead and tango. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I don't know what else, but but that's what we're going to do. So... Uh, I want to say thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate it. Pastor Garrett Bareface was watching one of your messages yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Came in praising you again to me. I sent him an email. Oh, you did? A little email exchange. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, we should have Pastor Garrett on our show. We should. We would be, our audience would be blessed. You need to follow that man on Periscope. It's other we're yeah. like, 12 live viewers and like the time I watched four replay viewers and like man this <laughs> man can preach so there you go pastor pastor Percy if you want to come on our show just let us know we'll set up a time and get you on here get more people to watch you not that I have a ton watching me but you know maybe two or three will watch you as a result so just get in touch with us and let us know uh the invite is there and uh and all that so tomorrow tomorrow morning i'm going to be interviewing kevin sorbo he has a brand new movie out um that i'm going to be talking to him on the phone about and we're going to play that probably tomorrow afternoon at our showtime and um and then also uh talk about some of the news including the news about lauren daigle and some other stuff hey terica like erica yeah <laughs> Nice to see you, my friend. Um, anyway, so we will um, be doing that tomorrow and maybe also cover some of the George W. Bush stuff, if it's or George H.W. Bush stuff, if, if that's going on. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your evening. Um, thank you for the compliments on my hair. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I don't know. I need to get a haircut. So at some point, this is going to not be as long, but... Anyway, I'm 50. I'm trying new stuff. What can I say? Dancing, straightening my hair, <laughs> and more. <laughs> Bible News Radio. So anyway, love you guys, and uh, hope you have a good rest of your night. Okay. Oh, wait. One other thing, too, I want to tell you. 
is on our Bible News Radio site. We have a uh, trusted associates page. We're also going to be adding Carmen Sanchez. She's a Mary Kay representative uh, that we are partnering with. And so if you want your Mary Kay, we're going to add Carmen's link to our site. So you can go ahead. If you don't have a Mary Kay rep, then you can get your Mary Kay through Carmen as well. All right. So there you have it. Be bold. (laughs) Stand up, people. And go with God because he loves you. See, now you know it's me for real because I said that. (laughs) See you tomorrow.